5. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. May that scripture be fulfilled in your life this morning. In Jesus' name. Last week I talked about being blameless. Not perfect, but blameless before God. And uh, this week, early this week, I felt like God was telling me to talk about honor and humility. So the title of my message is uh, The Honor and Humility principle, principle just a law, and uh, you all saw what happened in Washington this week. It was before that. It was like, oh God, what's going on here? But that's what's missing. So important. I'm going to start with this scripture here, Psalm 19, verse 12 and 13. Who can understand these errors? Who can? Who can understand these errors? And then there's a prayer, cleanse me from secret faults. A secret fault. Not secret sin, faults. Keep back your servant also for presumptuous sin. And one of the presumptuous sins is for the believers, for Christians, that's robbing us of a lot of blessings from God, is this thing about honor. Honor is very important to God. Uh, let me just put it coming back to this. Remember the Bible says uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, the first commandment with promise was what about? Honor. First commandment with promise. It was all about honor. We don't understand that anymore in the United States. Many parts of the world. It's so important. It says... Keep back your servant also for presumptuous sins. It's no, it doesn't matter. No big deal. No, it's big deal when God says it's big deal. When God says something and he ask, he's asking you to do something, that's important to him. And it's important. And if you decide this is not as important, then you've chosen your own path and he's not with you. So keep me from prison. Let them not have dominion over me. Little by little, you're moving away from what God's called you and you know what to honor, but you're moving away from it. And before long, these little things are having dominion over your life and the prayer, I don't want those things to have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless. Talked about that. When these little things that are so important don't have dominion over your life, you're not sinless, but you are blameless before God. Those presumptuous sins, they're not the big ones we want to talk about because we're talking about adultery and all of these things, but these are things that we overlook. These things are robbing us from the grace of God, more grace. And one of those is honor. Honor is so important that I may be, then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgressions. 
straight transgression. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. God is not seeking re-election. He's not going on campaign. He doesn't care whether you like him or not. He is the king. And he demands respect and honor. Many believers still do not understand the place of honor in the schemes of the things of God, the kingdom of God. So they miss out with regards to receiving more grace. Honor is lost in the church. And we see it bearing out in the public as well. Because it always starts from the house of God. If my people who are called by my name. When we don't understand it, it's pressed out. And you can see what's happening. No honor. Not for God, not for authority. No honor. And it's robbing us. I'm going to show you from the word of God. This is taken away from us. Grace. Which enables us to live for God. One of the greatest cries, and I read that scripture, and it kind of caught me. It's really strong. I didn't know Jesus felt dishonored. He felt dishonored. He was a servant of God. They've seen miracles. They still will listen. And there are many today still in the church. And they just go to church. He says this in John chapter 5, verse 22. He tells us this. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Why? That all should honor the Son. Honor the Son. Honor the Son just as you honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father. They got to the place where they were even, they saw the signs, but they believed that he had a demon. Such dishonor for the Son of God. You think they will see what God's doing and decide there's something going on here. And there are people, they see what God's doing and they're just like, it's no big deal. You're going to pay a serious price and you're already paying the price. You just don't know what's going on in your life. Jesus said to them in John chapter 8 verse 49, I do not have a demon. But I honor my father, and you dishonor me. I honor my father, and you dishonor me. But he wants you to honor him. When you know about Jesus, and you've seen things, and you're still following your own way, because it doesn't matter. You dishonor him. There are many areas, Christians, they don't take it seriously anymore. Different areas in our Christian life. It doesn't matter if I'm not in church. No, it does. 
He says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. John says, you can watch it on television, that's fine. But that's not what he said. When you hear his words and you don't respond to it, you dishonor him. And that's painful to him. But he's not losing anything. You're losing a lot in your own life. So much. When God says to honor something, you honor it. Whatever it is, you have to honor that. The greatest problem we have is familiarity. I've been a Christian for 30 years. I just go to church. Nothing's happening. You've taken everything for granted. Nothing new. God's not dealing with you and it doesn't bother you. You don't hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. Right? It doesn't bother you. You're taking things for granted. You, it's, oh, that familiarity breeds contempt. No big deal anymore. That's not a place to be. That's not a place to be. We got to honor the master. In every area. I see the disciples. They were with Jesus for how many years? Three years. Some of them possibly were older than he was. Humanly speaking. But these people recognized who he was. And they honored him. For three years. They sat with him. They ate with him. They saw him as a man. But that didn't change their feelings about who they were dealing with. So what happened? More grace upon their lives. Jesus chose them. And later, when they finally understood, they respected him, they called him master. When they didn't understand him, master, you're talking to a young man and you call him master, Lord. They understood who they were dealing with. This great God, go out, check. Look up. The moon, the stars, and all. That's that person in human form. And you won't honor him. They knew who they were dealing with. Just the presence of, their, I mean, his presence, in their presence, doing stuff together, didn't change the way they thought. They respected him. They honored him. For three years. No wonder God poured his grace so much on them. And look at the things they accomplished. They took nothing for granted. They slept wherever he slept. They were willing to, some of them said, we'll give our life for you. They knew. Where is that today? Where is the commitment today? The commitment is the honor for him. You go all the way. No matter what anybody thinks. No matter how they feel. Even if they say something bad about you, it doesn't face you. You know they want to honor. That's the pain of Jesus. He says, I, I honor my father and you dishonor me. And it's not his problem. They are the ones that are going to be wasted. That's a serious word. God has committed all judgment to him. Let me show you how this can rob you when you don't honor God. And I'm talking about humility later. 
because they are tied together. When you know and you are not yielding, guess what you got? Pride. You have Satan's property. That was from him. You got it. That's why you wouldn't, you wouldn't yield. You wouldn't humble yourself. Oh, you're too familiar with it? It's not a big deal anymore to you. In Mark chapter 6, uh, verse 2, I'm going to go through six, uh, verse 6. And when the Sabbath had come, Jesus was in Nazareth. Jesus was in Nazareth. It says, when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. This was in Nazareth, saying, where did this man get these things? This is an amazing scripture. As we read through it, stop and think. What's going on here? And that's what's happening to believers. We take the things of God for granted. It's not as important to us. We do whatever we want to do, even when God's calling. And we think he understands. Well, he does, but you're missing out. Listen. Where did this man get these things, they said? And what wisdom is this? Which is given to him. So they knew God, somebody had given him wisdom. They knew him. Where did he get these things, they said? What wisdom is this that's given to him? And notice what they said. That such mighty works, they knew that some wisdom had been given to him. And that the result of that was mighty works. They, they knew that. Mighty works are performed by his hand. And then, over from, he grew up among us. We knew him. That's Joseph's son. No big deal. That's how the human mind can be deceived by the enemy. So we don't take what is truly important to heart and humble ourselves so that we can receive from him. Listen. That such mighty works, so they recognize that mighty works are done by him. And then they made it very clear. Is this not the carpenter? They're still seeing him as a carpenter. You will think he grew up among us and he's one of us. These signs are done. Let the whole village come together. We'll be behind him. He's one of us. And be proud of what he's doing and come under it. No. No. The signs, they saw the signs. That's where familiarity brings concepts. Look at what they're saying. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James? They know the brothers. He's one of us. Where did he get this stuff? He and his sisters are here with us. And guess what? They were offended at him. You figure out. They were offended. You see, one thing I never do. 
There are a lot of ministers around the world. I didn't call them. God called them. I don't talk bad about them. You never hear me talk about any minister here from the pulpit talking about them, naming them what they do. No, I'm not the one who called them. God called them. He can correct them. They're making their mistakes. I'm not the one. I'm not comparing myself. I got my own thing. God asked me to do. I do that faithfully. That's all I know. When you open your mouth and you start saying things, God is the one that placed the honor on them, whoever they are. You're hurting yourself. You miss out on more grace. That's missing in America. It's by election. And if we don't like you, we'll vote you out. No. This is about the kingdom of God. They didn't recognize. But the disciples did. The signs meant something to them. He says they believed after they saw him turn water into wine. They believed. And then they were calling their friends. We have found the Messiah. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? (laughs) Let's not discuss this. You come. When you witness it, you know for yourself. That's the important thing about this. So they were offended at him. Verse 4. It says, But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, familiarity, among his own relatives, and his own house. This is very important. Notice what they missed. It says, now he could not do mighty works. The mighty works that they recognized, Jesus couldn't do it. They said, I mean, you mean Jesus couldn't do it? Their disrespect and dishonor and unbelief tied the hands, tied the hands of God. He couldn't do anything. And that's what happens when we don't honor properly. You tie the hands of God. You miss out on more grace. Upon your life, you got no understanding. You think the, these people doing this, they're all stupid, foolish. They don't know what they're saying. They go to church and pastors collecting their money and all. You're talking like a foolish person. Because you didn't have the proper honor for, for the Lord. So important. Now, I've already said the first commandment with promise it's about honor. And God reminds us. So honor is very important. And what you do with honor is so important. The things you honor. When you honor something, you're drawn to it. And you bring yourself under that. And you receive all the blessings that come from whoever that is. Look at Elijah. And Elisha. Right? If you read, it's just like, Elisha was just like a servant. Honored his masters. Brought the water. Because he recognized that's God's man. Amen? That's God's man. And guess what happened? The mantle fell on him. We need to recognize this. It's not the person. 
is the one behind. That's very important. It's not your opinion, not how you feel. There is no authority on earth except it comes from God. And I got to respect that and honor it. That's what the Bible says. It's missing. Both in the church and out there, it's missing. No real honor. And so we are being robbed. Jesus could not do miracles, no mighty works, because they dishonored him. They wouldn't believe he was one of them. And they could, he couldn't do anything. What if they had celebrated him? The whole village would be filled with mighty works. Lives would be changed. There were sick people in that place that remained sick after he left town. And I'm sure his heart was really grieved. Because these were his people. Some of them may be his friends. But they turned away from him. Because they, God, their eyes were not open to know and recognize what God's doing through this person. Children, obey your parents. For this is right. It's right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Guess what happens when you honor them? Guess what? That it may be well with you. Honor brings wellness. It doesn't matter what kind of parents, good parents or bad parents, honor for your own good. Because God said so. God said so. God placed the parents in a place of honor for the children to honor their parents. And you go outside that, it says that your days may be long on the earth. You go outside that because they're bad parents, they did this to me and all of that. <laughs> you just cutting off yourself because God's not going to change his word. I'm going to fall under that and respect and respect them. Even though in your mind they are bad parents, that's not your judgment to make. You see, you have to honor them because God said so. And when you don't respect or honor them, you miss out on the blessings. You miss out on the blessings. And most, for most people, they wouldn't even know that the reason things are not going well with them is this one reason. They will never know. Satan will not open your eyes to know. That's why I'm talking about it. You will never know until God opens your eyes and you repent. When I found that days, because after I got saved, I was a real preacher. And I was telling my mother, you got to be saved. You are an infidel. And I talked to her. She didn't like it. And I tried everything. She wouldn't rest. Then I changed my attitude towards her. Love and respect. I remember, and my wife will tell you this. My mom says, this girl, she's coming to your Bible study. I know she likes you, but I don't like her. (laughs) You must never go there. And she thought, knowing me from the past, I wasn't going to listen. I said, Mama, why? Well, I just don't like her. And I put my hands around her and I said, Mama, 
You don't like her? I'm never going there. I won't. I made up my mind that day. No, not for that person. And I told my wife Angela the same thing. When, when we met, we talked about it. Uh, we're ready to get married. But my mother has to be willing. <laughs> and your father and mother, they need to like me as well. Otherwise, this thing is over. <laughs> you can ask her. So after Angela, we were engaged in Lagos, Nigeria. I was very happy. Now, uh, a little worried about what my mother would think. <laughs> and so I walked into the house, and my mother saw me. I just came from America with, with this young lady nobody knew. And my mother took one look at her, and she started dancing and just rejoicing. And I said, okay, what is this dancing all about? <laughs> Is this that she likes her? I haven't even told her this is the lady I'm wanting to get married to. So I pulled her into my, the room that I used to stay before I left. I said, Mama, come, I need to talk to you. You see that young lady? She said, yeah. I said, uh, I'm thinking about getting married to her. She said, yeah, that, 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 I already know that. That's my daughter. That's, and then she, she left me in the room and went dancing. I said, this is wonderful. We passed number one. Now I got to deal with Angela's parents. <laughs> See if they like me, and if they don't like me, it's over. I mean, I, I've never shaken like I shook when we went to Angela's parents. <laughs> These are principles that are very important. Where did I learn it? I learned from watching the Christians and listening when I came here. Well, how this was going to work. And God's blessed that. Amen? I can see that. God's blessed that. Angela's parents were willing. They, 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 they liked me. I was happy. <laughs> so we went on with it. Our plan. That it may be well with you. That you may live long on the earth. You know what I used to tell when I was in Georgia? I don't do that very much. The parents would call me, can you talk to my son? And they say, yes, he's very stubborn. And I said, uh, the first thing I ask, uh, you want to die young? They look at me like, what? <laughs> We're supposed to talk about my parents. Where are you going with this death thing? You want to die young? He says, no. Well, respect your parents. Otherwise, that's going to happen to you. You're not going to live long, okay? Is there in the scriptures. Amen. Honor them. Honor them. It's there in the scriptures. First commandment. It also has to do with giving. You respect your parents all the way to the end. You know, the, the, the Pharisees were talking to Jesus. And Jesus says, you also, with your tradition, you've broken you are breaking God's law. Because you say, God said, Jesus said, God said, honor your father and your mother. But you say, that's uh, Matthew 13, uh, 15 verse 5, but you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. I like those religious stuff. God says, support your parents. 
Amen. Support your parents. Even financially. I didn't know that that was a commitment. God actually expected children to support their parents when they are old. And if you're not doing it, you're dishonoring him. Is there in the scripture? That's what he said. These scriptures matter to me. You don't have to give them a million dollars just to show your love. Mama, I got this for you. I saw my children, they bought me uh, this night jacket. Yeah. A little thing here. Just to say, I'm there for you. I love you and I respect you. You're my mother. You're my father. That's so important. Jesus said, but you say, whoever says to his father or mother, what, uh, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift from God. Then he needs not honor his father and mother. But not giving. Yeah? Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. The commandment was supposed to work for you. Amen? But now you got your own idea and you won't honor what God says and guess who is paying the price? You. You're paying the price. When God talks about giving, it says the same thing. In Proverbs 3 verse 9, Honor the Lord with your possessions. You get that? Just like with your parents, right? Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruit, fruits of your increase. That's the time. Basically, honor God with everything you have. Because your life is from Him. Honor God with everything you have. All your possessions. Let God be a part of your life. You live your life for God. And everything you have belongs to Him. If He asks for it, He can have it. That's what... When he dealt with Abraham, give me your son. He didn't hesitate. You are in covenant with God. Amen? And when you are in covenant with God, what belongs to you belongs to him. And what he has, that's yours as well. Because of the covenant. And so, honor God with your possessions. Everything is honor when you do that. And look at what it says. And with the first fruit of all your increase. So the re- when you do that and you honor God, that's when your bonds will be filled. It's for your benefit. Amen? It was, it's for your benefit. Filled with plenty. And your vats would overflow with new wine. It's not for him. It's you. But you got to honor him. Let me go further with this. Honor. Moses. Moses was the youngest of three children. Aaron was the name of the Miriam, Miriam, and, and but he was the one that God chose. He was the one that God chose to deal with. Let me say this: everyone who honored Moses listened to him. The whole camp, 
Many times, they didn't care what Moses thought. They did whatever they felt. And everyone that dishonored Moses died in the wilderness. Those that honored him and respected him, like Joshua and Caleb, whatever Moses said, they would do it. They knew it was God's man. They made it. They made it. Listen. Moses married an Ethiopian woman. And in their mind, in Aaron's and this way, his older siblings. They were upset. You can't do that, they said. And so they spoke against Moses. He says, Miriam, that's Numbers chapter 12. And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. They were fighting about that. They didn't like it. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Familiarity. They forgot him. He was the one that God called. But he's the younger one. Has he not spoken through us also? And the Lord heard it. And God was upset. When he heard it, he was upset. He came down immediately. He said, when I speak to you, Aaron, I speak to you through dreams and visions and all. But when I speak to Moses, my servant, it's face to face. Moses had to plead with them, but this is important here. Moses had to plead with God, please, please. Was Moses right? I don't know. But God didn't see it that way, the way Aaron and Moses, because God said, don't do that. They saw it differently based on commandment. But why Moses did it, I don't know. And Moses wasn't arguing with them. He just listened. So listen to these scriptures here. It's, they spoke against Moses. God has not spoken to him. He has spoken through, through us. And the Lord heard it. And then he tells you. Now the man Moses was what? Very humble. More than all humans on the face of the earth. More than all humans. So God looks down the person that was the most humble person in the world at that time was this one man. And guess who was the leader? Guess who God placed honor upon? That's amen. The humility principle. Amen? amen. That was the greatest man on earth. That's the man God chose to speak to face to face. Because he had that humility and came under God's authority. And honored God. No pride. Aaron and Miriam, they were speaking out. We are also prophets. And prophecies, we're great also. God says, not like you think. Not like you think. Pride. Pride. God didn't allow it. He was the most humble person on earth. And then you see that the Old Testament, that's the books of Moses, right? Old Testament, Moses. Guess in the New Testament, guess what? Jesus said, 
Come unto me, all you who labor, and I ever let in, and I'll give you rest. One of the things he says, I'm humble. Am I right? Humble. So God gave, put, placed honor on him and demanded we must honor him because of his humility. Because of his humility. Amen? When you put, Jesus said, if you lift yourself up, you're coming down. Pride goes before a fall. When I see a proud person, I say, watch out, you're coming down. You're coming down. There was one Kathy Griffith, you remember? And, and they were having this, uh, the Hollywood stuff, award and all of that. And she won. And most people before her went up and said, uh, we thank Jesus for helping us. And thank you, Lord. And she went up and said, I don't understand. I don't have to thank Jesus. What has he got to do with it? I was the one that worked. I did everything. There was years back. I told my wife, because we've been watching this, she's coming down. She's going down. And it didn't seem like she was going down. She had something with CNN, welcome the new year every year. It's like she got away with it. And then the man that they, most people don't like, she had this something, she thought it was a joke. Guess what? She went down. And she's still down till today. Still down till today. Honor. Honor. My wife and I, we have, I don't want to go into that. We've had a list of people that I've watched over the years. Because as I watch them, I can tell this person has pride. They're on top. And all of a sudden, something happens so simple, they're out. Connie Chung, if you remember those of us that are old. <laughs> this is this pride there. You can't be proud against authority. The way God has set it up. You miss out on grace. You miss out on grace. But when you humble yourself before God, just like David did, careless of what people think, I'm going to honor my God. If I got to dance, I'm going to dance. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I'm just going to dance and worship my God. That's so important. And David said, that's why God promoted me and brought your father down. Amen. Proverbs 22 verse 4. It says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are what riches and honor and life. When you are humble before God, He places honor upon your life. That's what it is. Pride goes before destruction and the Holy Spirit before a fall. First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. See? That's God's commandment. You got to do it. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with what? Humility. And then it tells you why. There's a law. Why you should clothe yourself with humility. 
Don't lift up yourself because that won't work for you. Clothe yourself with humility for or because for, there's a principle there, God resists the proud. (laughs) You're not going anywhere if God is resisting you. It's one thing when a, a president is resisting you. It's another thing where it's God that's fighting with you. His fight doesn't ever end. He'll fight you through life, and after you die, he'll wake you back up. And the fight continues. Forever and ever, we're fighting. You want to fight? Let's get at it. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's what is important. Therefore, because of what I've told you, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, When you do that, he brings you up. Amen? Because he finds you blameless. And finally, James 4 verse 9. Oh gosh, my time. That's wonderful. (laughs) Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. It's one thing to be humble before people. Right? Some people think that. But let God see your heart that you're humble towards Him. You honor Him. That's what is important. And He'll lift you up. No doubt about it. God will lift you up. I, 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 I actually got the message. I started working on it. And then we got stuff that I saw uh, out of Washington. And I'm thinking, this is really bad here. This thing is gone out. People don't even respect authority anymore. And they take them for granted. Whereas it's God that did it. I don't care what you feel. God put them there. He says, there's no authority on earth except it comes from God. I got to respect. I have to, not because of the person, but because of him. I'll humble myself. Amen? Amen. 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 Wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Let's all stand up before him today. The greatest honor a person gives to God is to submit to his authority. You've been living your life on your own without even asking Anything from him. You just do whatever you want. That's not the best way to live. That's not the way to live. He is God. You just got here. This planet has been here for so many years. You just got here. What do you really know? I need him to guide me. Amen? And so you come under his authority. And it's your will. You humble yourself and say, without you, I can do nothing. I need you in my life. We're going to do that today? We're going to do that today. Every one of us, no matter where you stand, you don't know it all. You need his authority. You need to humble yourself. For those of you that don't know him as Lord and Savior, this is the best time for you to do that. Humble yourself. If you don't, 
And you find out after this life, you made the greatest mistake anyone can ever make on earth while you were here. It's time to submit to him. I'm glad that God gave me grace to accept him as Lord and my Savior. And it's the best thing that's happened to him. Makes you fearless about life. Amen? Because of him. Let's lift our hands up to him today. And, and tell, tell him. I'm not going to make you pray something. But from your heart. Tell him, God, I'm submitting to you. I'm submitting to you. I will honor you. I will honor everything about the kingdom of God. You're set up the way you set up the church. I will honor it. I'm under your authority. I need your grace. I want to be filled with your grace today. There are some of us here, you haven't made a real commitment to Christ. If you want to surrender completely to him, all hands down, I need you to put your hand up. One, two, three. Put your hand up. You want to submit all to him quickly. So we got everybody here that submitted to him. That's wonderful. But if you also haven't received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and you don't speak in tongues, I'm not going to apologize. You need that gift. You really do. Our prayer partners are going to come up here. If you need that or any other need, please come up. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you this. You cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit. How many lies do you have to tell to be a liar? One. So there are no holy people. It's the Holy Spirit that makes us holy. Amen? Amen. Father, I just want to thank you today. Thank you for your word. You are always with us. You promised to be with us. Lord, humble us. Humble us. Fill our lives with humility so that we can receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Those of us that need prayer, please come up. Thank you. Those who need prayer.